You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. We're going to premiere a, a song from a newer band called Dead Torches from pretty much all over New Jersey. Uh, great bunch of folks. Really, really good band. This song is called Secret Invasion, which sounds like a comic book reference to me. Um, you can tell that ha- all this hanging out with Pat and Bob has really changed me. Um, I'm proud of myself that I was able to pick that out so quickly. Um, they should be proud of the impact they've had on me. Um, the song is off their forthcoming single-sided 12-inch coming out on Hell-Minded Records in the fall of 2021. Um, in the meantime, you can find them at deadtorches.bandcamp.com. Again, the song is called Secret Invasion. The band is called Dead Torches. Check it out. Hi, Ben. You got any extra shots? Sure, Ben. Sleeves up. I'm a Pfizer girl in a COVID world. I'm the classic mRNA-tastic. 95%. There's no argument. Got no contagion with my vaccination. Come on, Pfizer. Let's go party. With a vaccine. I like how you have to run through, like, you're like... You're actually when you said you trained to be a pilot, I think you really are a pilot. You're like, I am engaging the record button. <laughs> yeah. Like you have to run Listen. like I am turning off the blah blah blah. Like you literally go through each step that you have to take to record this godforsaken Stop. podcast. You missed it before he opens his uh big manual, big booklet, <laughs> binder. Uh, actually I, laminated I'm watching pages. YouTube on how to do this the whole time that we're recording. Uh you're flying blind just hoping that it works out. To axe to grind. The Hardcore Podcast. I'm Patrick. I'm Bob. And I'm Tom. And you know what it is, everybody. We talk about hardcore music and things that hardcore kids may enjoy. I'm excited for today. Exactly. <laughs> Same. It's going to be a good one. We've got, we've got some. We got lots of good plans for y'all. Let's uh let's just get right into this part. Uh, big shout out to our homies, Closed Casket Activities, yes. and to Live a Lie, two of our wonderful sponsors. Today, we're going to show shine a light on our other two primary sponsors, Deathwish Inc. and Run for Cover Collect- Records. I'm Guys, a where, where do we go? Collective. Dun, 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 dun. Go on. <laughs> Heaven let your light shine <laughs> down. Good. That's it. That's what we're going to do. A little collective soul all over then. Yeah. I um, need yo, a soundboard. Yeah, I know. We need to work. That's that's 2022 goals. Because we'll, my we'll, like horn is not always consistent. I don't really know when to do it, but I feel like I can make it more obnoxious if I just hit a button. You really had a good run with the horn. I think we can get we can I get, can get it back there. <laughs> I think you can get back to that space. That, there was like one person who was like, yo, and off with the fucking horns, and he like lives and he pays, you know, he He's lives rent in free, my huh? head rent free. It's just I Fuck. can't not think about that one person out there being like, wish his fucking asshole would stop doing the horn. 
No, thousands and thousands enjoy the horn. The one guy, and now you're getting on stage, and it's like bah, bah, bah. I've got to get it. while we play. It's pretty great. <laughs> pretty soon, uh, Gorilla Biscuit is going to play a reunion show, <clears throat> and they're going to ask you to come out and just do the bah, 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 instead of their sound. Yeah, so. that'd be great. I'd probably hit it more often than the people 100%. that they hired to do it. Yo, very true. Very. That seems like such a bad. Who's got it worse? The person who's getting hired or the band members of Grill Biscuits who are like, okay, can you play I the mean, part? I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. It's really? honestly probably they grab the same kid to play the conch for 108 and they and the same kid to play That's the sunny. trumpet. Oh, does Sonny do the conch now? Before Holy Name, like any show that he's at, no he's, shit. Him. he's the go-to person. I gotta learn how, but I mean, I think they bring like, it's not like, you know, <clears throat> maybe I'm wrong, but like when they're playing places, it's not like they ha- oh I, I happen yeah, to be in the is, fucking I, I'm not happening to be in the crowd with a horn I think they well, hire well, or like they outsource. oh no they I think they might have a horn with them and I'm pretty sure let's well, see now anymore. we have now we have a reason for Walter Part Two um, this is it we just have them on five minutes hey so what's the deal with the horn thing how does it work and then all right thanks Walter later um, like do you ask your local friend like hey you know anybody that plays the horns and can play the fucking Kentucky you know what it thing? is because because I've seen them make the call out, like, "Hey, anyone going to the show who can play somebody, a horn, somebody hit me in up. every town was in high school band in every town." But here's my thing: Walter is so fucking talented. At this point, he can oh sure, yeah, but he's got to be ready to do. You know what I mean? That's true. It's true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yo, here's the thing. At this point, after all this time, like, yo, what what's Siv been doing during COVID? Can all right, audio engineers out there, please clip this part. Siv, we hope that you've enjoyed your time off during COVID, and that really your family, you your family's healthy. Everyone in your world is good. We think you should know how to play the horn oh, part by fact. now. I mean, there are two horns though. Step up to keep your wrap up. I mean, yeah. So him and and, and Charlie, are, maybe Charlie. Yeah, yeah, man. Come on, let's get it. Signed, everyone who likes hardcore. Yes, like literally everybody. <laughs> that said, sponsors. Let's talk a little bit about <laughs> Deathwish Inc. Patrick, kick us uh, off. Shout out to Deathwish uh, for uh, uh, De Beers style uh, artificial scarcity of self defense family uh, uh, Garfield shirts. Uh, they drop them periodically and when they do, they sell through very quickly. Uh, I like that energy. It's fun, you know? Oh, by the way, uh, unrelated to death wish, somebody just hit me about doing another, uh, I, I guess when it comes, I'll announce, uh, so self-defense allows, uh, uh, people that listen to us to, to do charity shirts. If they, you know, they just got to give the money to charity if it's a fun thing or whatever. And as long as it's nothing too fucked up, but, uh, I guess there's some football scandal going on. And whatever. So I'll announce that. I'll try to get him some sales when that cool. happens. For the help me. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just got just got a, a DM that was like, mind if I do these? And I said, uh, he said, anti-racist charities. I said, sounds good. <laughs> you don't got to, you know what I mean? Like can't really go wrong as long as there's nothing too fucked up on it that uh, and the charity's worthwhile. Anyway, back to Deathwish, who uh, incidentally has worked with me in the past uh, t- to uh, get money to places that are, are, are worthy. Uh, shout out to every label that I've worked with in, in that capacity. A lot of them have, have uh, funneled 
uh, our money that we've asked to go to different charities. They've administered that and thank you all. Um, the, uh, I just want to say there are other, are other self-defense family shirts for sale. Still some of our records are out there in the world. Uh, but death wish has just done some reprints on the shirts. Go to deathwishinc.com. Uh, go to the self-defense family shirts. My personal favorite is it's funny. yo. I'm going to just be honest about this. The ones with uh, the Island ones that have flags are, are, are on sale yes. currently. I think not. Listen, we just sold through a bunch of shirts. We're not cashed. It's not that nobody wants our shit. I really think that any type of like thing that could be perceived as nationalism is just fucking out. <laughs> you know I mean? So like fl- flags are out for the time being, but there's still cool shirts. I urge you to pick those up on sale. And the ones that they've just uh, uh, put up uh, include uh, the masturbating death uh, self-defense shirt, which is one of my favorites, uh, mm-hmm. art by Maddie Hinckley. So go go pick those up uh, and take a look at what else they got over there. Which flags are you have? Yeah, I mean, I feel like USA is the only one that's really kind of no. It's so not great. Like they're Jamaican. Yeah, flag nobody one. beats with the Jamaican one. That's cool. But like once you get right. Scotland, Scotland is a Scotland is a weird one in in this like post Brexit era where people are just kind of like. I mean, punks in particular don't want to hear a fucking thing about your nation right now. You know what I mean? So uh, now granted everybody who's listening, uh, I don't even really acknowledge nations. I don't give a fuck. Uh, they're, they're just design pieces because I was at those places. That's it. You know what I mean? Could have, could have been anything. So, uh, moving forward, that's deathwishinc.com. Go. Go. Tom, you're going to take us on a little trip to Run For Cover at runforcoverrecords.com. Yes, they released a new single by an artist named Mini Trees. Brand new Run For Cover band. Yeah, and um, so far it's just a single. Yeah, an artist, I guess. Um, I think I I like the kind of um, the lane that Jeff and crew are going to, like, are kind of taking. Um, I think, you know, this is straight up pop music. Which yeah, you I, love. I have no problems with that. I think it's, I love pop. Like good pop music is as good as anything to me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Since you've been gone, like Kelly Clarkson, <laughs> as good of a song as, as you've heard in the last twenty years. I don't give a <laughs> shit. Um, fight me at me. You can at me if you want to discuss the Kelly Clarkson um, over. Um, but uh, so the single, it's kind of it. And we say this all the time, and I think. But I think it's true. Like to me, music kind of evokes a lot of like seasonal stuff. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. When we were talking about the oh, berries, yeah. you're like, this feels like I have a cup of Sanka, and I'm looking out the window. <laughs> cold cold trees, fall morning, right? Yeah, right. Mini trees is definitely summerish, but oh, yeah. not in like that bambastic. When we we're talking about citizen, right? No, right. this like, it's not. It's that's not like a. It's not um, Miami nights. Right. Citizen is like, I'm playing the fucking, you know, I'm I'm right before fucking Biffy Clyro on like, you know, Leeds main stage. <laughs> yes. This is more like, like, you know, I'm, I'm at a bonfire or like I'm shopping and I found like shorts that fit like that sort of stuff. Yeah. I, it's, very I, uh, poppy. it's very catchy. Um, I'm a sucker for anything. If you put fake drums with, with actual, instruments mm. i'm in no matter mm. what it is it could be a drum machine and like an acoustic guitar 
nine out of ten times. Yeah, you got listen, customer, it, and I don't it, know what drummers it is. get indignant about this, but I, I I love some fake fucking drums. Right, like the just like that, like like kind of like a trip hop d- drum beat with like an acoustic guitar over it or something. I'm in. Yeah, I don't know I'm, why. I, I'm rarely. Three I'm rarely. Three, mad. But I'm love love some fake drums. Yep. Three to three. Um, so check out the new song Spring by the artist Mini Trees. Uh, Tom nailed it. Very warm, warm weather, chilling. I, I like the shopping for some nice shorts. Got a nice pair, something like that. Um, very relaxed vibe. I, I actually put it on after spending five hours doing axe to grind research and was like in that, uh, I'm not, I don't know about this, and was ready to be like, because I just spent five hours staring at a computer screen, uh, but it felt good. I, I I put it on. The sun was out. I was driving to to run some errands. Perfect music. So, where do you think Mini Trees falls on the cargo shorts versus non cargo shorts? Non cargo, non cargo, slightly yeah, too short. I'm, I'm saying way above the knee, way above. <clears throat> You're I mean, seeing what thigh. About, yeah, I think so. So everyone's against the fucking cargo short. Well, no, I just think her st- the style. I think the style. You know what I mean. But I mean, I think oh. in general, people are all against the cargo short, and I think they're they're very useful. They're utilitarian. <laughs> That's a fact. Nobody's. I can't deny that. You, maybe you keep a keep a can of soup for your family in there. Yeah, in case you use it. <laughs> I think the the cargo short and and everybody, please go to runforcoverrecords.com. Support them. Thanks to everybody. We love our. Sponsors. Jeff's got to buy cargo shorts. You got to give them. Yeah. You know. I think that it's really. Um, I don't know a single person who denies the functionality of the cargo short. They're so functional. You throw some stuff yeah. in there. Uh, to be honest, I, I've I go on record. I don't like to carry things in my hands. No, period. Um, I hate it. I've taken to having a backpack with me more in my adulthood than I did for many years. Um, but that's mostly because I, I don't wear cargo shorts. Because my significant other said, mm, "I don't think you should wear cargo shorts anymore." I said, "Really?" And she's like, "Yeah, I just like." the way you look better in, in non-cargo shorts. And I said, all right. And uh, unfortunately her opinion matters on that sure. much more than mine. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, but yo, they're so functional. I used to be able to put whatever in there. It was like, cause sometimes I wouldn't even want to put stuff in my pockets. Like I get thrown in those second pockets, man. That thing, those were great. Right. Then it's as if it's not on your person. Yo, it's, it's mini backpacks by your knees. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, how how are you guys doing today? You feeling good? Yeah, I, I feel great. I I've been <laughs> uh, I, I've been keeping the money train rolling along. Yeah, we're gonna save everyone from to um, the moon. We're gonna save save everyone from blue collar Patrick, but he's been working at yeah, a yeah. Mill. Everybody, I had I uh, had cracker I had factory. Literally a seventy two hour dalliance with actual work, and I decided it's it's not for me. <laughs> for the Dude, birds. I cannot wait for the Brian Fallon turn on your next record. <laughs> um. Thinking about a girl named Maria, just like talking about your motorcycle. It's gonna be fun. Down great. at the New Amsterdam. Um, <laughs> yo, uh, quick, two quick questions for you guys. One is for both of you. One is more specifically for Patrick. So let's start with the one that's for both of you. Paper napkins. Are they the halfway point between toilet paper and paper towels? Yeah, I think it's fair. Tom. Yeah, I think they're like the midpoint. Yeah, I would, I would agree, tend to agree. Do you do you use them or buy them in your house? No. Um, Tom, no, you're more civilized. Paper. Yeah, you're more civilized than both me and Patrick. So yeah, I mean, I'm not really trying to impress anybody, so I just go straight paper towel. Yo, stri- me too. And, and more it's utilitarian. Such, 
because they're the cargo shorts of the paper product. <laughs> yes. Um, Yo. You know, you spill something. Paper towel. You, a couple of, you know what I'm saying? A couple of panties, you're at the door. Dude, what I don't are you even. doing with, with paper, color, you know what I mean? Paper like napkins? Yo, yeah. I, I don't even use tissues anymore. I just use paper towel. I can use it a couple times. It's fine. It's fine. My nose is Seriously. used to it. Whatever. Um, <laughs> question number two. And I'll start with Tom, and then we'll go to Patrick. Oh. Tom, have you seen the Godzilla versus Kong movie? You know, I have not yet. Just I, 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 I haven't watched that or the Snyder Cut. I've really oh. been out of the loop. I, I would like you to watch Snyder Cut because you've seen some of the other DC movies, right? Yeah, they're pretty awful. Yeah, but, but there's some redeeming stuff, and I think the Snyder Cut is – so fucking long. It's it's unbearably long. I mean, four hours is just it's, it's an investment, and I don't, yeah. I'm not going to tell you to do it, but you'll you'll enjoy parts of it for sure. I wish, yo, here's how bad it is. There's a part of me that wants to go, yo, I'm going to rewatch it and give you like some minute counts. Like, okay, here, watch the first thirty minutes, then skip ahead to an hour and fifty, and watch the next forty five minutes, then skip ahead and watch to the end. But I. I don't even know if I can put myself through that. I mean, it was really long. Do that? Yeah, I know. Um, I have but also I real, yeah Godzilla. Yeah, but it looks. I mean, it looks fun. But I it also think fun. that might be a movie I'd like to see in the theater. I know, I know. I haven't watched any of the others in this uh, Godzilla Kong verse um, era. And Godzilla, I guess all... no, I watched Skull Island, which was fun. Okay, they're fun. Like they're not like. Yeah, they're you're, you're you're, they're, fucking, they're popcorn yeah. movies. You're going to nosh some popcorn, keep your brain off. It's like a good decompress. I, I look forward to watching it too. I, I'll give my review later. Patrick, yes. Where are you at on the Godzilla versus Kong movie? And do you have anything you might want to add to uh, our potential listenership or a specific potential listener? Yeah, like how strong are your feelings on the Kong versus this, this is Godzilla. this is Bob trying to uh, uh, mend fences uh, between me and our occasional guest and friend of the room Brian Murray, who friend we got in a screaming room. match at each other, and he I, he didn't kick me out of his car. I said pull over. Uh, whoa, 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 Tom! The story is always <laughs> changing, isn't it? The story is always shit. Yeah, Walter well, build, build you the fence, mend the mend the fence. You, you know, didn't bring this up when we did a little pre-pro. Mm-hmm. You didn't mention necessarily the screaming or the like. Let me out! Like you just had a fight. No, with your I just girlfriend. said, listen, you're acting Christ. irrational. I said, pull over. I got, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I, whatever. Basically, Brian and I got on. Each- <laughs> I've had this exact we argument. Got on each other. Not we about got Godzilla. On each other because I thought it was a poorly written film. He said, "Who gives a shit?" I said, "Yeah, I guess who gives? I guess who He's gives right. a shit?" But. For the amount of money that they paid the screenwriter, which is probably in excess of a million dollars, they could have gotten a good script. So why mm. the fuck not get a good script? I uh, see now it's this is not an apology anymore. But you wanted me to like be like, why are yeah, you yelling you want, at us now? We're you gonna pull me, this car over. I'm gonna kick you out of this one. So Bob wanted me to be like Brian. Come on, you you you're my homie. I love you. I just you want know, good me, radio. Kiss Real your talk. forehead, whatever. But nah, he's still wrong. He's still wrong. Fuck that. Keep it moving. Is this Tom? Is this Green Eyes from Patrick thinking he uh, could write wait, a better wait, wait. Godzilla script? That's what he accused yeah. me of. <laughs> he said, "What are you mad? You, he said, "You mad? You didn't write it?" I said, "Yeah, that's that's really what I'm fucking on about." That's like 
And, He's and, mad. And guess what? Big Every sad. time that my shoe wears through, I go, damn, I could have designed a better shoe than this. Every time the Challenger fucking explodes, I go, damn, I could have designed a fucking better, better space shuttle than this. Nah, that's not the way it is. It's just a... You're not a cobbler nor uh, work for NASA. No, nah, but I, I also got no, no... Nobody's hiring me to do screenwriting. That's true. I'm, that's I'm true. just that's a writer. Okay. But listen... It, 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 there's no reason for Brian and I to be angry at each other. I'm not angry at him at all, but he's still wrong. But I mean, he's not talking to you right now over Godzilla versus King yeah, we're, Kong. We're very passionate people. So, all right. So you say pull over, yeah. let me out, which I mean, I feel like everyone listening to this has had this conversation with their partner. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Um, unless you've had a lucky love life. No, everybody's had a card in their life. It's a nightmare. You're right. And you oh, got out and you're like, Lord. you know, and then now did he pull, did he drive slowly beside you as you're like, I just need some time. No, like, did, no, no, no. Listen, I, he, did he just like drop you off and be like, peace. And then no, leave you in Burbank. He slowed down. And I thought he was being like, come on, get back in the car. So I come up to the window and I'm like, nah, come on. I'm not mad at you, but I need, and he goes, he goes, I'm not pulling over for you. Fuck you. <laughs> he let Eric out. Amazing. <laughs> Oh, so Eric gets stuck, has to go down. Yeah, well, you? Eric was like, well, uh, well, Eric says to says to Brian, well, he and I are going the same place. I I guess I'll just go with him, and and so so Eric gets out. But I thought Brian was slowing down to let me to like be like, come on, man, get in. And, and he goes back in. <laughs> he goes, fuck you. <laughs> so now for you, that is fucking incredible. <laughs> I love that, like. It would have been amazing like if like Eric would have gotten dropped off and like an hour and a half later you come in like sweating like fucking holes in your shoes that you had to walk home. Like how far? I don't know. Burbank to to, to West Hollywood, wherever you are. How far uh, is that? It would have taken me uh, upwards of an hour, two hours probably. Um, two hours, definitely. Uh, but ended up how long? Uh, sorry, ended you, up taking I, an Uber. Would it cost you uh, the exact amount of money that Brian fronted me for the ticket? Uh, so. He's not getting that sixteen dollars back. Sixteen dollar Uber, right, it's far enough. That's the complete story, fellas. All right, good, good, good. Just I love so the idea know. of like Brian like pull, driving alongside him on like West Sepulveda or whatever, and being like, "Come on, man." <sighs> so you Get know, I just called our friend mm. Brian Murray. <clears throat> yes. And, and muted myself here and said, hey, you want to come on live and holler at Patrick about this? Yeah, no. no, he's going to stay mad for weeks. <laughs> I love it. He seemed to be in good spirits. Shout out to Brian Murray. One of my favorite guests we've ever had on the podcast. Shout out to Patrick. Shout out to King Kong. Shout out to Godzilla. Shout out to Tom. Let's, Let's fucking go. go. Uh, what do we we're talking? Yo, you know, what? Do, who did I reference as the inspiration for today's episode? What successful music artist? Come on. Come on. Know. Let's give him something oh. to talk about. Oh, body rate. Boom. First question for both of you. Is bon- was Bonnie Rate an attractive woman to you? I'll go with or was she just with, too yeah. old? Yeah. She had big red hair, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my mother always told me that my my first crush, like when I was like three, I'd wait at the at the like the windows of our house to watch the the woman with red hair walk by. So I guess maybe you know, sure, Bonnie Raitt. All right. Has that ever ended up in a lyric? No, it's never too late though. 
Yeah, he's he's starting to run dry. The next album's about working the tie dye mill and uh, Bonnie Raitt mailman. Um, yeah, they blew up the chicken man in Philly last <laughs> night. It's a whole thing. And who could write King Kong better? Me, me. Right. Um, For pennies on the dollar. Yo, so we're the, the the idea tonight is to keep it loose, but also uh, to talk about stuff that maybe is worth talking about in hardcore, whether it's music or stuff that people don't pay attention to enough or just ideas concepts topics um heavy soft all in between uh i have a bunch of questions as per usual would you guys like me to start off with uh kind of like a like an 80 mile per hour uh pitch like something you could hit yeah why not sure oh before we start oh yeah I just want to thank everyone who did. Um, so, oh, yes, please. Did that like benefit shirt with Clumsy and with Def Toll co- um, Company. Um, we ended up send it, selling like a ton more than we were expecting. So, thank you to anyone who supported it. Um, we're they're putting the order now. We'll know exactly how much we're going to be able to donate um, once the shirts get made. They'll be to you like in like four to six weeks or something like that. But like, thank you, you know, to everyone who supported and reposted. Um, and thank you to, you know, Bob for putting on the extra grind thing and, and just kind of getting the word out there. Cause I think we're going to raise some decent money for some, um, some places, you know, some programs that could use the help. So I'm very excited. So thank you everyone. And, um, everyone who didn't share it, I, I see you too. <laughs> Yo, Tom is being modest. They sold a lot of these shirts. Uh, and I hope that you, uh, Share the number if you feel comfortable. It's very not not the number of shirts right now, but when you donate that money, that'll be really it's it's yeah. We want cool. it to be like fully transparent, like kind of the you best. know how much it costs us to make and how much it you know. Um, mm-hmm. We made hats, which I'm very excited about. Oh, is this is your is this thing. a first indecision hat? We had yeah, I think we had a Brooklyn Brewery one that Justin used to always wear. Okay. Oh um, right, sure. And, and and most precious blood was around during the unfortunate oh, yeah. hat era. Oh yeah, yep. fuck! I yep. forgot. Yep. Oh, no. <laughs> so in 2002, we were moving. Fucking, um, I forget what they used to call them, like graders or something. There was some title that um, our, our buddy. I don't know if everybody knows him. Jeff Jock used to like tour with us, and he Shout like out. he'd have these names for products. It would be like what the fuck are you saying? And he'd be like, we're almost sold out of toques. I'm like, what the fuck is a toque? And that's a winter cat, yeah, like a winter hat. Sounds like he spent too much time in Canada on that. He's from Atlanta. I know. Doesn't make any sense. And, yeah, I know. And then he was like, I think they called him like graders or shredders or something, which were trucking trucker hats. Yes. Really huge. Cool. Huge. Well and I never got it. <laughs> no, trucker hats never really did for me. I don't mind like the uh the part mesh yeah, baseball the lo- hats. The low, profi- the 80s, low profile you know I mean? is the key thing there. Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's a it's a good look. Yeah, is so, there a new drug drug charge single out tonight? Uh, why would you hear? I think it's actually out tomorrow. Uh, Nick no, Acosta no, no. just texted me. New drug charge single oh, out today? Maybe it went out. I thought it goes Check out tomorrow. Out. I'm going to respond. Yeah, Pat doesn't no know. <laughs> That's good. That's actually. I just truth. tried to look on 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 uh, what is it? Spotify, but um, Frog Church does not oh, have man. a new single out. Uh, uh, no drug church no, no new single up right now so who knows maybe it's premiering somewhere um i wonder we could probably we probably have a place that could premiere <laughs> well we need someone to know where it is so you know <laughs> that's true um, all right so yo let's uh let's give them something to talk about yes 
Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Pretty easy ones to start off. Do fast hardcore bands or harder hardcore bands, moshier, heavier kind of, do they get enough credit for the musicality or competency of what they do? Because I think they don't. Yeah. No, I think especially for fast stuff, like that shit can go awry in a fucking second. Yep. Especially if you have a shady drummer. Like it Yo, it's, it's off like the rails. Wall, it's off the rails. Well, yeah, then it's garbage. And I think there's more to that. I mean, like some like, but when I think of that, I'm thinking more, like, almost like even power violence stuff. Oh, well, that's that's my gist is here too, and it, I was vague, but I think a lot of times we give more melodic leaning stuff or stuff that's more, I don't want to say metallic, but technical or proficient, where it's like kind of in your face, right. And that sometimes the faster hardcore bands or the, the harder hardcore bands don't get enough credit for their musicality or competency in what they do. Because I, I think a lot of the, and we talk about it here and there. Uh, I think we try to be pretty fair, but I think about some bands. I'm like, yo, if, if Infest wasn't tight, that shit sucks. Like the, those songs suck, but they're tight and you can hear it in the way they record. And it's just like, everything's tuned right. So I don't, but I don't think because of the like feelings that fast hardcore or moshy or hard hardcore generate, the go to isn't, oh, this song's so cool. This is such a well compositioned song. But I mean, we think about a band like Regional Justice Center, and that's something I would say about them for sure. It's something I'd say about a lot of bands. They're changing that, though. I think so. I think they change the kind of the view of that sort of music that's not just, you know, like, four clicks you know and a blast you know no i i hope so uh patrick where are you at um i think there's no way to tell with heavy hardcore it's you're typically not allowed anything more interesting than than like a solid lead um it's just not it's just not at all like a it's it doesn't lend itself to great impressive playing uh fast hardcore i don't think that anybody's getting i mean i'm also biased i've been listening to bad brains all week and i'm like why aren't any bands this good you know what i mean and i'm not even like a bad brain super fan i'm just like sitting there in appreciation of their ability to play fast and you know it i don't think it's unfair to say yeah not, not too many people do it like this so i i mean they're also i mean can you imagine like if you gave you know think of like the more talented folks around now but you gave them like a five year head start of like you're only gonna listen to like weird jazz and shit. Well, it, like the Bad Brains had like a jump on people because they weren't listening to f- Motorhead only, like every other fucking right. fucking hardcore <laughs> band. You know what I mean? They were listening to like fucking Mahavishnu Orchestra, and be- they were literally all of the best at their instruments. Each literally every member was the best you can find, and they just happened, you know, like two people that were brothers like it was just it just so happened that you know but i think 
I think that what's that's what really sets them apart is just because they had they they could have done anything and they happen to just and they would have been them. highly competent. No, I I think that Bad Brains are one of the few bands who played fast, especially because you know people people cite the early material because it is just so impressive and it's so massive and they played fast in a way that was really impressive because they still had all that technicality, I think in there. And it also sounded so different than even the other competent punk bands of the time. Like if you listen to black flag and you listen to bad brains, yo, let's just be really clear. All those players can really play their instruments, but what the bad brains were doing, but what the bad brains are doing is a little different, you know? And I think even fast forward, even newer stuff, even through the years, <clears throat> the bands who were able to play really fast, but keep it tight, keep that energy, and even in the songwriting, even in the composition of it, I don't know that they always get the credit they deserve. And it's something I, I want to be more con- I want to be more conscious of on myself because a lot of times, yo, when I hear a band playing really fast, that's I'm going into like berserker mode, not like oh let me think about the way this song's moving, whereas. If you put on a more like mid-tempo melodic band, you kind of are are swishing around in the song a bit more. If that makes sense, like you're sitting in it as opposed to being dragged by your by your shirt on on coals. Um, and I think that that's kind of a a weird thing that just became something that we do. It's the way we talk about stuff, not just not us, the the collective we, you know, where melodic bands get labeled as talented or highly competent or bands who do stuff like you, even you just said it, Patrick, like, Oh, some of the heavier bands, they get the lead, whatever. It doesn't always have to be about that. Like some of the songwriting elements are really impressive with these kind of bands too. Heavy, heavy, hardcore with, I mean, metalcore is an effort to bring some technicality to, to plain core music, but like, heavy hardcore i mean there's a reason that people like it, it still gush about like mike dijon you know what i mean like it's because it's rare <laughs> you know what I mean? like it's not common so, so yeah so no like it sounds like it, like look i i'm i'm not saying that there's no talents in heavy hardcore i think there's many i just think it, as a style it's almost like self-limiting in that respect and that's you know that's okay obviously like the well let's stop there right there because you keep saying heavy and I'm just saying harder stuff so I'm not I, I was if we want to go heavy that's fine too oh well I think I think you're dismissing even in exactly how I'm saying I think you're dismissing the competency of being able to play these things. are you saying it's inherently very simple to play heavy hardcore and thus uh, the musicality deserves no well, note I'm saying look how much credit can we give something for operating in a very narrow bandwidth and, and not displaying any, uh, any uh, superiority in that just capability. I mean, look, these, everybody involved might be fucking. Okay. Here's a good example. Uh, I won't use his name cause maybe this sounds like a slight diss or whatever, but like, uh, we've got a friend who is, uh, very capable, very capable, very capable, uh, guitarist he doesn't want to play ripping <laughs> leads. Sure. You know? He loves youth crew hardcore and that's all he wants to play. And you know, like, look like, so does youth crew hardcore 
Are you taking another? No, Brian no, no. Murray? I would never say he could play. Uh, youth, youth crew hardcore probably has dozens of guys like that. Guys who can just fucking shred if they chose to and are good songwriters. But, you know, it's like youth crew hardcore and reggae. Can you think of two things that are more codified uh, than those? N- nah. Well, 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 so here's the, here's the question for you, because when you go to the edges of it, would you consider Gorilla Biscuits start today? A youth crew We've record? talked about it and I ultimately side with yes. Yeah. Well, and I think they would because they are literally all yeah. members of the youth crew. Um, so there's an example of exemplary songwriting and obviously competency taking a form and doing a little more with it and kind of trying to keep some of the energy, but, but expanding and, and kind of sailing the wings with that same notion Youth of Today is about as simple fastball pitch music as you can get. While I won't say that on those records, the drumming's always precise. Otherwise, I think they write some pretty ripping tunes, and it's almost the simplicity is what they're going for. Like, if you listen to Judge and you listen to Youth of Today, you realize, oh, Porcel can play the guitar a little better than he... He can do more with the guitar than he does on the Youth of Today record. But that's not the point of Youth of Today. You know what I mean? The point is to be a vehicle for that energy. And to me, that brings up the question of like, well, what is the the mode? What is the format? What is the template of what you're doing? What is it supposed to do for the music? And for that, I think Youth of Today does it pretty, sure. pretty and, good. And, and I'm with all of this, that like if you can't be mad at something for perfectly fulfilling what it aims to be. I just think it can be hard to gauge who who who's good statement. in that in that world. You know what I mean? Like it, 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 sure. it's it, if, if everyone's aiming lower than their talent, then it might be harder to say who's yeah. the best. I mean, I Tom. think for example, <clears throat> if you listen to that, you know, uh, we would all agree that never in the game, that record's pretty heavy. Yeah. Right. It's hard. Mm-hmm. Right. For sure. If you actually listen to it though, those dudes can play. Mm-hmm. So like they have like the, 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 the kind of skeleton is like, the the heavy kind of music, but like those like that guitar play is fucking awesome, mm-hmm. and he plays like little tasteful things that kind of like you go oh all right, like now I see what you're doing like, right you could have made it just, stuff right you could have made it just the you know the beat down part, but you do these little accents that are like oh shit like you you can't just you you're you're you know those flourishes are really what kind of sets you know, his playing a part and the band apart. And I think that's, you know, I think that kind of gets overlooked. If you, you really kind of have to listen to it to kind of be like, Oh, all right. Yeah. No, like, this isn't just the typical mosh part. There's a lot more to it or like the build up to it. Like there's all like, they do a lot of really interesting things in there that kind of sh- like low key show how, how, you know, how talented the band itself is. I think that says it very well. Um, is that, they know what they want to do with the band, but at the same time, and, and some, and you're you're not wrong, Patrick, when you say there's some self-limiting elements to this, just as there is for a lot of things. And you know, obviously, the the f- genre of hardcore can be discussed, and its breadth can be talked about, like what is or isn't hardcore, quote unquote. But like exactly what you're saying, Tom. They they were like, hey, we want to write a heavy, hard record that sounds like X, Y, and Z. But we're also gonna 
do these things and we're going to play this highly competently and do it well. And by the way, check these things out that end up being a signature in a different way, in a subtle way that doesn't change what we're doing. But if you're listening, you're going to hear that and you're going to tell like, hey, this sets us apart. I think think a great example of that too is Trapped Under Ice, Big Kiss Goodnight. One... clearly highly competent like everyone on that incredible player two i think the songwriting on that record is pretty impressive i think three especially given at where they were at in terms of like being a band it's their second full length what are they going to do and what elements are they going to bring in to keep it fresh they were able to achieve that and write arguably their best record right like yeah. no, no one's mad if you're saying Big Kiss Goodnight's the best Trapped Under Ice record. I mean, most people agree. Most people agree. So I, I, mean, I just I think, even think about like yeah, like the Aram and like Posse Crisp band, like yeah, Betrayed. Yeah, yeah. It, it shows you like those players. I mean, also having Todd and Greg Bacon, like yeah. band rips. But like that could have been a simple band. Very true. And there's a lot of elements to that. If you stripped it away, um, if you strip it away. There's a, a group of 16-year-olds who are just okay who could think they're doing a band that sounds like Betrayed. But then when you actually put it, you know, dollars to donuts, it goes, oh, actually, no, that's that's very different. What you're doing is very different. So Right. It's like when that like that basketball player, like the the, the college star or whatever, decided to um, challenge Brian Scalabrini to a game. That's right. And then lost like 15 nothing. Yeah, because he's the worst basketball player in the NBA. Still means he's better than uh, 98% of humans on the planet, you know? So so I think it's it's interesting because we we talk about hardcore as being a simple format, and it is, and we talk about it as being an inclusive, like, hey, you can just pick up a bass and join a band or pick up a guitar and join a band, and that's encouraged, or just pick up a microphone and sing in a band. But at the same time, there's some really talented people out there doing really cool stuff all across the spectrum and i think even in this small bubble there's certain aspects where you know i, I we've we, how many goddamn times have we talked about trapped under ice on this podcast and i don't think we've totally complimented the musicality songwriting and competency of it in the way we just did tom you got us yeah um this is completely not related to anything we just spoke about. Yeah, but boop, 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 something that popped into my head. So, you know, we always talk about like, you know, how to to start, you know, booking shows in your in your area and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think, you know, by the fall, you know, a lot of venues will be reopening, some won't reopen, whatever. Do you think this is kind of like a great time? For, you know, as you told folks to like, you know, like go out to your local VFW hall or the local firehouse and see if they'll let you do shows. Do you think people are starving for that income like that now is the time to start kind of laying the groundwork to see if we if we can get back into those spaces? Yeah, yes. I think there's uh, I honestly- and like expand them and not just have like not just have this one place. You could be like, well, there's that VFW that said no the last five years, but like, <laughs> oh, dying. listen, uh, uh, having dealt with desperate venues, uh, 100%, the whole tenor changes. Everybody, here's a fucking crazy thing. Uh, 
And uh, it's, Tom, you may know this uh, from people you got to deal with, uh, but I, I think Bob, the nature of the jobs that he's had, he definitely knows this. People that spit in your face three years ago, when they're broke, they're different. <laughs> you know, what I mean? like when, when they need uh. you. It all is forgiven. You know what I'm saying? Like it's uh, I, I love, we've got a number of agents that listen to this podcast. Shout out to the agents, you slime ball. Shout and, out to the agents. Talk to one today. Here's the thing. <laughs> I love them. I love agents because you can't offend them. You can call them low life pieces of shit and they'll still do business with you. That's amazing. It's all biz, uh, See, bro. but Tom, uh, okay, let's talk about this real quick. Sorry to take us in so many directions. If you had a focus that I'm fucking totally derailing. We got the core, we got the core piece of Tom's and we're going to get right back to it, but go ahead and take us on yeah. this branch. We deal with a number of people who can't let go of things. I'm talking about, I mean, yeah, I'm you could be one. <laughs> you could be one. I mean, I keep a running tally. I, I you know what? I forgot for a moment to whom I speak, <laughs> but, but here's the thing. There's a lot of people who can't get out of their own way by, uh, and this is what I admire about agents. It's like, you know, like uh, a good friend of uh, two members of this podcast will call somebody a scumbag on the phone and say, if you ever call me with an offer like this, I, uh, you, you, I'm sick. You're insulting me. Suck yes. a dick, blah, blah, blah. And then a month later, we'll take the next fucking call from him and be like, well, how's your family? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> like, that's, that's so lovely to me. Like, because Tom, to be honest, I'm more in your boat and I've had to train myself to, to, to try to think otherwise. Because today I listened to everybody. Cocaine and rhinestones is a, it's a country podcast. I probably talked about it in the past. Fantastic podcast. Mm-hmm. One of the best going. Um, today I listened to, how how many times this one record label has been sold to the same three guys because they'll fall out with each other sell their stake in it blah 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 then it'll get it'll go through three holding companies and then they'll buy it back and it's just because there's no like at us at some point bad feelings got to go away you know what i mean and you just got to be like well you know what i mean i like doing that thing it's the same way that like some people have been divorced for three years you know, they find out that their ex-wife's mom got sick. They reconnect. Suddenly you find out they got another kid coming. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> things just, <laughs> once you got a relationship with people, even if it goes south, sometimes it comes back. So I'm always fascinated by that, but I took us in a direction. So Patrick started in the right way and he was saying exactly what, what you were asking, Tom. Is now a good time not just to approach the VFW venue of choice locally, but perhaps even expand your range, get a couple more options. Yeah, just because they're like they're they're you know they need the money. Yes, and the answer is yes uh, on all counts. And um, I've I've said this before, but uh, every episode somebody's first, and it's been a long time. <coughs> yeah, I live in a I mean, town. It's been a year we haven't really talked about touring stuff That's and right. like booking stuff. <laughs> I, I live in a town where we've done shows on and off for the better part of twenty something years now. Um, I haven't always lived here. Other people have done that and i am i'm far from the person who's booked the most shows in this town like not even close that said for some years this venue and that venue do shows and then that one decides they're not going to do shows anymore and then it's this one and that one and that one and that one and it rotates around it's never bad 
This is not relationship roulette. These venues are not X's. You can you can drunk dial them anytime and see if they want to hook up again. There's no poor form. Hey, yo, it's Bob. I used to used to do shows there. Was wondering if um yeah, I, I, there's some bands I want to have them play. I'd, I'd love to rent your hall. You you good? What, go, what's up? You know, like you can always do that, and there's no poor go, form Bob, on it. And if they say no, they, they say Bob, no. Bob, are are you the one? Uh, are you the one that brought in the bands with the horns, or or the the kid who uh, somebody kicked a hole in the drywall? You know, ours was the one that was. Do you remember? It was super good. It was smooth. Oh, how how you got all sales? that money? Uh, from my memory, brisk. You know what, Bob? Why don't you, why don't you stop by on Thursday? We'll talk about it. All right, I'll come in Thursday <laughs> and uh, I'll I'll meet you at the bar. Okay, boom, 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 boom. Um, if if anyone actually is out there and curious about how to talk to people at VFW halls or DAVs, uh, maybe we can do an episode about that because there there is a little bit of an art of it. It isn't that uh, witty repartee that me and Patrick just went through, but it's there's certain elements that are true. Um, you should always feel comfortable going in there. Maybe using terms like hardcore or metalcore right off the bat isn't the right move because that sounds a little scary. But yeah, guitar uh, music, yeah. Oh, it's just you know, um, some if there's things that you can highlight that would sound cool to your mom, dad, aunt, or uncle. Like, oh yeah, you know, um, I actually have some friends from name distant place, uh, be it Northern California. Texas, Massachusetts, or friggin' France, any of those things might be a positive. Like, oh, that's a fu- whoa! They're gonna they're gonna play our our VFW hall here in Rotterdam. Oh, oh, all right. There's all these little things that you should do, but the biggest thing a lot of these places want to do, they just want that money, and they don't want they don't want shit broken. Um, if you if you're gonna pay and you're not going to break a bunch of shit. You might be good to go. Um, and I think this is the perfect time to do that. Even now, like, <clears throat> yo, everybody, I'm hearing a lot about show starting September. Uh, that seems pretty comfortable to me. Everybody's got to pick when it feels comfortable to them. We talked about it a couple weeks ago, I think, and and I'm really largely with that. But like, if you're thinking about that now, if you're like, yo, I'd like to throw a show the first weekend in October, first Saturday in October, whatever, make a call now. They might have a very clear calendar. You might get a great deal. You might not, but you can have that conversation now and start having some nice daydreams. I've been talking to people in bands, telling them like, hey, the past year has been tough. Now might be the time where you can start doing the thing where you get to think about cool shit you're going to do with your band. Yes, yes. And... uh <laughs> That's kind of fucking cool. I, I think both of you are in that boat of like, man, it would be cool to do stuff with our musical projects that have literally just been on the shelf for X amount of months. Uh, so that's a big sure. step. And I think, do you think? Uh, no, I was just gonna say a little, a little update, uh, everyone. Uh, I so one of my bands got offered a tour earlier than uh, earlier than the other tour that we uh, that I was offered and the band hit me back. This sounds dope, but could you inquire on what the odds are that, that there's any sort of COVID related complications that maybe shows get shut down, blah, blah, blah. So I went back to the agent and said, what are your thoughts? 
And the response he gave me, don't everybody don't hold this as law. This is just what some agents are saying is LA is the, uh, is the litmus. Uh, if LA's reopening, yes. uh, goes to plan, it's all systems go. It's just, Hey, yeah. Why LA? I, I think because LA has been, uh, somewhat conservative about this, uh, yes. And, more than New York. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so I can't figure, uh, like a half step yeah, behind New York, Tom. because yeah, because you know, you've been stiffer than I thought. I didn't sure realize has. that you guys are still like closed, closed. I didn't know that, but we're not supposed yeah. to open until June or some shit. And, uh, you know, apparently if it goes well, there's a bunch of booking agents that are all going to be, it's going to be like Wolf of Wall Street. They're all going to be sitting around in the office, like waiting and then cheer when, when it opens up. Yeah. I mean, right now, right now it is full on Braveheart. Hold, yeah. <laughs> hold, hold. And, and plans are being made. I've talked to some some people who uh, a few actually so multi-source this who are like yeah you know uh, I've got a couple things that are ready um, but but they're not confirmed because we're waiting on a few things and then another th- few things that are almost there and it's it's almost like they went from being able to do zero percent on any of their work to now they're able to do anywhere between forty and eighty percent but they're not able to get to that hundred percent yet. You know what I mean? Um, They're getting to hundred percent on stuff for next year. Yes. But not for the end of this year. Everything the end from September to December is kind of like waiting. And and the LA piece is big because um, Tom, exactly what it said. One, it's New York. So much more of a focused New York city is so much more of a focused part than LA. LA's LA is really a County. You know what I mean? And, and when you say LA, you really mean mostly Southern California yep. and the region because there's venues all over the goddamn uh, place. Tom, you had a question, but I I, I just want to ask you a quick question. Building on this, how many DMs did you get the other day about my behavior? The number you have reached is one hundred point seven WMMS. It wasn't just a radio station; it was a lifestyle. Cleveland is a rock and roll city for sure. Yeah, yeah. The rise and fall of one of the most iconic radio stations in America. Profiles, The Wrath of the Buzzard, P-R-O-H Files. Subscribe now wherever you get podcasts. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Weiland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out. Oh, about the fucking, let, let me let me do a question and answer about what yeah, I think about so the how vaccine. how did you get? And a couple. <laughs> so everybody, hey Tom, I was just like, this dumb fuck is like, I I don't really believe in it. I mean, I'm gonna get it. I'm like, you motherfucker, what do you stop talking? <laughs> Tom, Tom, did you send Patrick a, uh, a question for that? 
or no. comment? I did. Patrick, what was my comment? Did you, because you didn't read it or you didn't repost it. I'll say <laughs> no, that. I read it. It's a uh, more, well, I don't want to, you know, let's not get you in you can put it out. You can put it out there. I, I, my you name's said, on this. Uh, so, uh, well, I don't want to misquote you. Like you said, like more. Okay. What'd you say? You made fun of my collar. More concerning than the vaccine, anything is the collar on your shirt. What the fuck's going on? His collar, Tom, looked like he straight up was like, "Man, this collar's too restrictive. Let me pull on it till you can see three quarters of my collarbone." It was like oh, that was a deep V. That, that's dude, like a Saturday Night Live. Sketch. Yo, right, and it wasn't even a no. V neck. That was yeah. a loopy. It, it, it was listen, like a. Since I got this dad bod, I'm I'm about this life now. You guys would be proud of me or not? Maybe I'm a grown man, so you wouldn't very be proud of this at all. <laughs> but I thought I saw somebody that I don't really have very many problems with anybody in life. But I thought I saw somebody that I did, and I'm a non-confrontational person. I'm never looking for a problem, but I beelined it to that person in the expectation that I, I was like, all right, let's do this. It turned out, you know, turned That's him around right. to just a convincing lookalike. But it, it, it was funny because we've took, you turned the person around. <laughs> oh, I came up to them. Patrick in his, with his shirt collar hanging down to his sternum and sweat shorts. He's like, <laughs> hello, sir. Pulled the dude's shoulder and, uh, went full yeah, hockey it, fight. It, but it, yeah. We've talked about it before. Everybody, this is not me looking for a fight from the one. Looking Minnesota, feeling Winnipeg yeah, yeah. over well, there. It, it, Go ahead. Pat, did you ask me a question and did I not answer it? Or did you ask me a question and answer yes, it Yes, you answered it. He asked you how many DMs you got about the... Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A bunch of folks, you know, some from some <laughs> mutual friends. And they're like... And and he's like, "What's going on with you, guy?" And I go, "Oh, I don't watch these." And I went, and you said, <laughs> "And you said, oh, my oh. friend is reasonable. My friend is a reasonable person." <laughs> don't look at his shirt, though. Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, they nipples blare. Blare. I mean, they blare. Whatever. It's just what it is. <laughs> I mean, but that just I was just kind of he like, I don't believe in it, and blah 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 blah. But like, I didn't I'm, say I'm I like, didn't believe it. in I'm it. Like, you were saying things and like one person goes like, I fuck up like 80, 85 vaccines a week. And you post that. And then it became like a meme because you did your bug eyed thing. And I'm like, that could have literally been one of your fucking idiot punk friends that was just being a dick. Uh, uh, well, I think Love that it. person was being sincere, but I still don't think that's a reason not to get, not to get Maybe. like, I mean, look, I've uh, Tom, you, you may have been in this position, Bob. I don't know if you have. Uh, uh, Tom, have you ever had to be med certified at a job? No. Um, I'm certified for okay. naloxone. Oh, yeah, sure. That's a good one. Um, so I, I've been med certified at, at uh, uh, human service jobs. Oh, to like dole out yeah. medications and, and stuff. Yeah. There's a certain amount that you're allowed to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like you get, yeah, you get, get written up. Yeah. Like people are like, oh, hey, I got to make a note of this. The nurse will tell you, hey, I got to make a note of this. But they don't boot you the first one. And the reason for that is because I hate to inform everybody of this. Your fucking pharmacists fuck up. Your fucking surgeons fuck up. Everybody fucks up. I worked with a guy who I worked with a guy today yeah. who had a hard time doing tie dye. Everybody fucks up. So like, <laughs> how hard is it to fuck up tie dye? It all looks you know, stupid. <laughs> you know what, Tom? I might be being a little too. I, so I'm going to confess. I had like probably my worst, whatever it, you know, whatever you want to call it, my autism, whatever the fuck I had my worst, uh, like the, the, my back was prickly, you know, like when you feel like real anxiety and anger, mm -hmm. like where your back feels like it's a little on fire, yes. you know, I had that because a dude wasn't doing it right. And 
I was oh. getting and actually, sorry to fucking hijack. Bob, you have worked in a print shop, correct? Uh, many, many now, years. Yes, it's a it's a lot like a factory. Uh, it is yes. How demoralizing is it when you when you're like, hey, we got the simplest job in the world, and I think this dude can't do it. And what does that say about me? You know what I mean? I've worked with people who don't know how to I fold might be shirts. One of those, like in a way that's clinical. That was like not even not even fold a shirt. Like I'm at uh, Urban Outfitters. I mean, like here's twelve shirts. Stack them straight. Fold them. You know, Baker's dozen here. And um, you start to feel like it reflects it. on you in some way. Yeah, yeah, it's not great. It's it's a it's a crazy. Uh, I, I liked your description. Well, well said. It's a crazy feeling. Like what the fuck's going on here? Um, yo, quick quick question for you. Trying to put together context clues. Were you doing your your vaccine uh, Instagram story after you got kicked out of Brian Murray's car? <laughs> no. Oh, good question. I, right? It seems like it lined up. No, no, yeah. no. That, that would have lined up nice. Shame walk. Let me spread some misinformation on. No, listen. E- yeah, fuck this. If he's gonna, I'm gonna take the whole world down. No, with here, me. Here's a rule. Anytime that I am uh, <laughs> like two hours away from home with uh it, 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 my phone is on one percent so i can't do all that fun shit like uh, it, no exaggeration right. i was in gardena the other day am i saying that right gardena? gardena gardenia i was in gardenia the other day uh it needed to get home it was going to take an hour and a half on the train i was like ah maybe i'll take a bye, bye, bye. and phone is hovering at one percent while i'm like if i put in an uber Will it even? Will this phone even be on when it arrives? Yeah, right. You know what I mean. Like it's right. any. It's just any time that I'm in. That one percent though is so fucking. That shit can last uh, so you that's for what an I hour. That's what I learned. But it, it freaked me out, and I was like, uh, "No, I'll, I'll take the train." And I'm, I, you know, obviously the train was great. I made friends, but the the uh, it, it was it was frustrating <laughs> because it feels like that's always the circumstance, always. If you want, if yeah. you want to make friends, get on a train with no cell phone. Just you, you, especially in LA, you'll 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 make friends. Yeah. Shut up, Pat. Why don't you just buy like a portable? Because charger? I'm an idiot, Tom. Sh- shut up. Shut. Yeah, I, I thought about just sending. Shout them out one, to our uh, listeners who work, let's say, uh, low skill jobs or something like that, like the one that I did this p- past few days. Uh, shout out to them. Mm-hmm. I know some of you do it and people don't really talk about your lives very much because they're not like, that's not interesting work. But I, I just had like a true working class experience where I was on the, like I was um, around people that, you know, like work with their hands every day hard and then around chemicals. And then, uh, cause it, it's at a dye shop. So it's not just me and a, and tie dyeing, but, and then uh, rode the public transportation back with, what by anybody's definition would be working poor. I was like, I was like, damn, yes. I was like every day of my life, I go to whole foods and I buy a sandwich and I haven't thought about not buying a sandwich in like two years because I haven't been broke for two years. And you forget shout out to the yes. weirdos. Like my grandma who for the rest of her life, she survived the depressions for the rest of her life. She just like, like, Oh, they gave us three sugar packets at the, at the diner. Two of these are going to my purse. Shout out to those people because I right. I stopped thinking like that. <laughs> you, know, you cosplayed real yeah, life. I, I, straight up this week I <laughs> yeah, cosplayed really as You're as right. a person right. who uh, isn't just like an internet uh, uh, like the lawnmower man. I pretended not not to be lawnmower man like, this week. <laughs> that famous Saturday Night Live sketch when Eddie Murphy dressed up yeah, as that, the white guy. Yeah. 
that was and like did like the pr- the prosthetics and stuff and like walked through and it was like this yeah, yeah that, is was <laughs> that was me that was literally in coveralls. That. that's right yeah. you're like this is weird like <laughs> oh my god like you know like that's probably like 75 yes. percent of the folks that are listening to this yes, right now I- do that what you just described as this like alien experience is like what i know most and shout out to them because i realized i want to go back to working four hours a day max uh and on the internet with looking, looking at, at YouTube. youtube yes give me back to it uh, you're like a 16 year old kid i, I want to shout out all the people who have uh simple labor jobs i hope you find the catharsis in that because you can find some and uh also you know uh whenever you hear blue collar fetishization it is never real and it's never about the real shit of like doing the same thing all day, every day, then riding on a bus. You want to hear how, if you experience it for real, you don't want to do it and you don't think it's some badge of pride. It's just exactly. Yo, let let, let me say this. This is going to show my fucking privilege. I was like, you know, five hours in on like a, 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 a low skill job. And I was like, yo, this is too long to go without learning something. That's what I thought. How fucking privileged is that? I was like, yo, I haven't read Wikipedia all day. That's what I thought. And I was like, I was like, oh, my brain is atrophying. You know what I mean? But, the, but, but there's people that's like my fucking, my, my, what my father's uncle, my father's uncle, same biscuit factory, 40 years. Right. <laughs> right. Doing the same thing every right. day. Oh, it's probably two houses. Uh, same thing every day. Uh, let's do one last question and close it out, and, and we'll kind of leave. Well, I had another question. Oh, okay. That was tied into. Yeah, like, please, please, please. So we were talking about like you know these wild ass like combo like you know bands are gonna have to like work together for like some of these crazy mm-hmm. oh, yeah. co headliner deals, whatever. I saw my first one that was it made public. Me. Okay. So a buddy of mine works um, for one of the bands playing, but it's it's a two nights. I think it's hold on. Let me pull this up. Give me one second. It's in. Um, it's on the uh, South Dakota State University Brookings okay, campus. One of my favorite venue. Uh-huh. It's probably a pretty big space. It's on September eighth, two thousand twenty-one. The co-headliner is the Zach okay. Brown Band. Good okay. start. Which is like what your aunt likes. Yep. Main support. Think of a band that could headline a venue, like a pretty, you know, arena-sized venue that would be main support for Zach Brown Band, and you'd go, what? Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, Zach Brown Band, like, it sounds like Florida Georgia Line or Halsey. something. I don't know. He's like this, like, fucking chubby dude that plays country music. Yeah, no idea. But, like, plays, like, you know, like, City Field. Like, he'll play, like, where the Mets yeah. play. Like, he's huge. Yeah, by the way, this is this is a stadium. Yes. Dana J. Yeah. Dykehouse. Oh, yeah, that's a stadium. It's an outside stadium. Yes. Insane. Main support? Fuck. Fall Out Boy. And Fall Out Boy has not fallen off. No, they're still very So it's not like they're, like, they're just trying. Like, Fall Out Boy is still an arena band anyway. But they are main support for Zach Brown Band. Firstly, that's... I don't know what to make of that, honestly. But this is... Yo, what is going on with Pete Wentz's photo at Pink's Hot Dogs? Why have no LA people taken photos of that before me? What's the reason? Why don't I see that on anybody's Instagram? It's like the funniest fucking photo I've ever seen in my life. I don't. What is it, Pete Wentz yeah, it's at Pink's? Pete Wentz with the two owners of Pink's, like hot dogs, just like <laughs> under his arm. He's wearing a hat like oh, Molly yeah, Ringwald. Yeah, he's got in, like a pork uh, pie hat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's uh, where pretty can good. I find this? Uh, Pink, Pete Wentz, Pink's hot dog, Google, first image. <laughs> Pete Wentz, quote unquote, Fallout Boy. It's, it's really so bad. funny that they put Fallout Boy. Like, he's the Fallout Boy. <laughs> Quotes, Fallout Boy. Fuck, man. Oh, no. That's really good. I don't know if we can go no. any further. I, I, Are those, those can't be real hot dogs. No, they're not. They're like clay. They're like oh. claymation hot dogs. Um, all right, everybody, check out Pete Wentz, Fallout Boy. <laughs> Um, I mean, this will be the new thing after the the Todd Morse between two ferns. It's between two kerns. Two kerns. Good job. Fuck. Um, that wasn't me. That was our friend Ryan from Jersey that brought that. I was like, that's a great line. Shout out, Ryan. Have um, we, has Todd, yeah, has Todd um, weighed in on this yet? No, we'll have to worry for that our. It was just on the cover of like some magazine with the was, offspring. Like he's Tom, legit my, my, in the band. My fucking name rings bells. Just somebody drop him a line. My name rings bells. I'm going to get him through Juliet Lewis. <laughs> what else we got? We got anything else? I got one question that I will hit you guys with, and then we'll leave it as like a cliffhanger to see. <laughs> I'll take your answers, and then we'll kind of leave it as a cliffhanger. Because I liked, Tom, you gave the sunny side up question of like, is this a good time to book, to go back to the cool venue, the new venue, see what you can get, get a good deal, whatever, whatever. I'm going to the dark side here. Will there be certain scenes that don't survive COVID? Music scenes, like like, like yeah, style like local that stuff, are popular yeah. or not popular? No, 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 no. Yeah. Like 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 hardcore style, like uh, the the, yes. the shows popping off say, in Albany. You know what I mean? Adjacent metalcore. Okay. Well, and I'm also thinking like I'm don't have- I'm not just saying music. I'm thinking like localities, like. Like, oh, we used to be able to play Charleston, and now Charleston doesn't exist because the people there in New York. York. Tom's right. 100%. Unless you're playing a fucking 1,000 cap or more. No, you know know what, Tom? I think that the the bars in in Greenpoint and places like that are going to all do shows, every single one. I mean, there's always Vitus. Shout out to Vitus. Shout out to Goldie shows. I hope to see some Goldies. Um yeah, so think about that. If you're in a place where the people who booked shows maybe uh, maybe don't seem like they're going to be booking shows anymore, maybe it's time for you to start booking shows. Call yeah, I mean, now do you... Call right, I have another go. question. Go. Sorry. No. Sorry about that. It happens. No. Now that we have questions. Go. I'm like the kid that's like, <laughs> you didn't give us homework. No, it's good. Um, for, I read an article, and I don't know how true this is. Um so I'm just going to throw it out like Pat does. I'm going to like read one article and I'm just going to be like, this yeah. is the truth now. Um, <laughs> this is what I read and this is real. But that um, there's like bigger companies swooping in and like buying these like yes. wounded in, independent yes. venues. So, yes. so that's, yeah, that's definitely I, I a thing. That's, it was that's, the Midwest. Yes, yes. There was a dude who – uh, okay, this is my understanding, everybody, and Patrick don't listen that well, so take it with a grain of salt. <clears throat> but there was a, there's, a, I think, a dude who felt a little slighted by Live Nation, had some money in his pocket, and all the he scooped a bunch of spots, a bunch of crisis spots, and I have no yeah. doubt. Listen, p- people, you got to be cynical. Nobody stands on anything, so he's just going to sell those to Live Nation eventually. But it, it. Yes, right, right. it was a good yeah, investment yeah, right exactly. now. Um, uh, yes, so, um, but but still, that said, 
Uh, if you're looking to sell venues to turn a profit, you got to show that they are active and busy, and that might mean time for hardcore shows. Uh, everybody, do what you can. Be good. Talk to you soon. Peace.